You may be seated. Well, I guess we fully kicked into Christmas and the run of the season that we get our breath and line up and everybody head out. But I would just like to say tonight, you know, because I really do feel God has ordained this day. And there's something, I don't think you're here by any circumstance or anything. I believe you're here tonight to hear what God has to say to you. And so I'm going to ask you just to do something. And um, I know our mind is filled with this day and everything, that you just close your eyes and let down and put your focus on Christ and just breathe. I think we come in running and where we need to be still and know that he's God and as we've worshipped him and that we want to hear from him. So, Father, we just be still before you. we've come to hear from you tonight and to grow. Wow. Pastor Garrett has been speaking some really good word. And um, as he was speaking the last two weeks, I felt like God was, was uh, speaking a word to my spirit, to my heart. And actually, even a little bit before I had heard the word, and it just sparked something in me. And he was speaking on keeping our focus on God the week before and how all the distractions and the things that come in our life takes our focus off. We, we go from the spirit into the flesh. And that's why I wanted to take just a moment just to be quiet and kind of let down because I don't know about you, but when I've got a lot on my mind and things to do, you don't realize even your body gets stiff. And it just, you know, it's, it's hard to let down to hear because it's do this or do that. But I believe as we just put our focus on God tonight and let down, he can do a miracle in your life sitting right there. One word from him is all we need. It can change your life. You can go from, from darkness to daylight in just a matter of seconds when he speaks something or something causes revelation to come in our heart. And so I pray that, that that word that you need tonight, that the Holy Spirit, that your heart will be open, that he can just place that word in your heart and will change your life. So he's also spoke on the war of the mind and the battle that we have in our mind because that's where the battlefield is. That's where our battle is at, is in the mind because it's part of being able to hear God for revelation to come, even though part of it's of the flesh, part of it's of the spirit, because what we hear can go into the spirit if we allow that to come into our spirit and to literally change our life. But through the last few weeks, the word that's, that I keep hearing is be persistent. And 
almost instantly knew what God was talking about, about being persistent. And that is that you, we persist in something every day, whether it's just something small, it's a daily habit, but it, the thing that God wants us to do through persistence is to go after the spiritual things, not necessarily the little things that we face in our daily life, even though that's a part of our spiritual walk because we are spirit, soul, and body. But the word um, um, persistence means that you are able to stick with something. You're persistent. You're pushing forward. And it's the ability to maintain action regardless of our feelings. You press on even when you feel like quitting until you achieve an important goal. And a lot of times people give up too soon because they have wrong expectations of themselves and the outcome. But when you have persistence in life, you push towards something. You're persistent. You're not going to let it go. You're not just going to let it fall to the wayside. And like when he was talking about focus and he was talking about the war in our mind, we have to be aware that we have to keep our focus on Christ if we're going to progress, if we're going to succeed in our life. There's going to have to be some kind of persistence within us that we just don't hear it and do it one time and then quit. You focus on Christ one day, but the next 10 days you don't even think about him. And when he talks about the war in the mind, it's something you have a battle every day to make decisions. And so you have to be aware of the battle that's going on in your mind. You can't pretend like that's not there because Satan is always going to have try to push you in a wrong direction if he can do it. So you have to be persistent in thinking about what you're thinking about. And I thought that was such a good point that he brought up. And so when we have to, to be able to have success... We're going to have to understand that just those two things right there, keeping our focus and knowing that the battle is in our mind, that right there, you're going to be persistent in what you're thinking. And the reason I say um, persistence is the Bible says that we fight a battle every day with Satan. We have an enemy. We have an adversary that's wanting to take you out no matter what because he hates you from the deepest point of his being. And his point is he wants to destroy you. And if he can keep you from taking hold of the truths of Christ and not applying them in your life or not being persistent or not being even allowing the Holy Spirit to cause you to be strategic in your moves. And one of the first things that Christ, that I learned when I was filled with the Spirit, the very first thing he started teaching me was about the enemy, that I had an enemy and that I was going to have to be alert to that fact. And he began to teach me about the enemy and that the battle where it would come from would be in the mind and that I would have to be persistent in fighting him. Now, that not only means like you understand uh, certain things, but I take authority over the enemy that Christ has given me Every day. It's just not something I do once in a while. 
but I'm persistent in it. I'm persistent in the fact that he works every day to destroy us. In fact, in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So resist him, steadfast in the faith. So in other words, what he's saying here, you're going to be sober, you're going to have to be aware. You're going to have to be vigilant. You're going to have to be persistent. You're going to have to know all these things because our enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking who he can destroy. And so we have to be vigilant. We have to be steadfast in our faith. So he said be steadfast in what you're doing and in your uh, progression in your faith because if you can't fight the enemy on what, what's that, that saying uh, on open ground where you can see him and everything how, well, how are you ever going to fight him in the jungle where you can't see where there's things that uh, hinder your vision or what's happening in your life so to have persistence means you have to have determination you have to resolve you have to have endurance uh, because persistence is the ability, like I said, to maintain action regardless of your feelings. So to fight the enemy, I don't get up every morning feeling like coming against the enemy and binding him. I bind the principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. I bind and rebuke you in the name of Jesus, for greater is he in me than he that's in this world. So, yes, it. You don't always feel like it. You don't always want to fight the enemy because the feelings are not there. But it, that's not what we go by. We go by our faith. We go by what the Word of God says in our life and for, and for us. And it says, I, I thought of this too. It says, the light of the world has come to dispel the darkness. The darkness is persistent, but it will lose. He'll not win the battle. But the darkness, Satan is persistent in what he's doing. He's determined to destroy the people of God if he's able to do that at all, which he's not going to do. But one of the things I think that we have to know, even in being persistent, is know our weaknesses. How many of you have any weaknesses in your life? And just like repentance, she was talking about repentance and seeking God repenting every day. We have to be persistent. God, forgive me my sins today. I repent before you today. It's being persistent in those points in our life that God is wanting to change us, but it comes with a humble heart. It comes bowing before him, knowing that you cannot do anything without him. You have no power over the enemy except he gives you that power. And so it's important every day to be persistent in going to him and humbling ourselves and asking him to lead us day by day. He wants to be involved in your life every day. So he's wanting us to be persistent in what seems maybe not even important to you. But he cares and he wants to be a part of your life. And so persistent to me ended up being a, a really big word in my life. 
Because even if I quit, if I wanted to quit binding the enemy and giving him access to my life every day, I can't, I can't, it's become such a part of me that if I forget to um, ask, you know, take the authority over the enemy, I said, oh, gosh, Lord, help me that I forgot to do that because it was a part of me. So it's easy to get lazy in our life, like to start. We're going to be persistent now. We're going to bind the enemy every day. Well, you do it two days and you forget. And there has to be some discipline in our life, you know, because, you know, even Paul said, you know, I have to do these things. I have to pull my life into perspective, in other words, because of what I'm doing, who I'm fighting. So we have to have some kind of discipline in our life to be able to go forward. So one of the things I just felt like that God was really speaking to my heart is that that persistence in our life is vital for our growth, for our success in, in being what he wants us to be. So to me, even like practicing our focus, Paul said those things you've heard and seen and learned in me, practice them. You have to put something into practice in your life. Some people, you know, like even with prayer, uh, they, they've got the, I want to say, the habit of praying every day, which is excellent because he tells us to pray with all prayer and supplication to the Lord. And so as we learn to make that a part of our life, we push more of the world out of our life and bring more of the kingdom of God into our life. And I was just um, thinking today, even with that discipline and how that persistence, we don't realize when we persist in wanting something in our life, how hard we'll go at it. And our very, you know, like a career or school or whatever those things are, we're very persistent in that because we're persistent in going to work. You agree? You're persistent in going to college, going to school. You're persistent in the very things that you need to further yourself in life. Well, I can tell you the, the best way to further yourself is grab more and more of the kingdom of God. And all these other things will fall in place. Seek ye first his kingdom and everything else will be added to you. And we put so much heart into... Um, all the other things that we just don't let down. Because one thing I know for sure, you can't, you can't stand up here and do this if you didn't trust in God. I wouldn't want to. I have no desire to. Because he's going to have to do through us what he wants done if it's going to be done. I prayed one time and I said, Lord, I'm going to do this. Bless it. He said, you do it. You bless it. <laughs> kind of turned me around. I decided not to go that way. <laughs> but Christ, I think we try so hard sometimes. But yet other times it's, it's part of our life to uh, be disciplined in those things and to work at them and to practice those things that God wants us to practice in them. And yet he wants us to humble ourselves and even know that we can't do that except the Holy Spirit lead us. 
And it all comes, I think, from your love for God that changes your heart and your mind and causes us in the whole thing, the whole course of it, because he is love. God is love. And there's nothing about him that isn't. And it's just, you know, even Christ on the cross, I was thinking about that day. Today he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And I said, God, how many times have we done things we didn't understand what we were doing either? And yet you've forgiven us. Um, I, in, um, today I ran across this, and I just wanted to share it with you. And it's called Spiritual Persistence. It said, Jacob could easily be named the grabber. How many of you know that's true? He grabbed onto his brother's heel on the way out of the womb. He grabbed his brother's birthright and blessing and took him for himself. He grabbed onto God and wouldn't let go until he was blessed. Jacob had finally come to the point in his life where spiritual blessing was more important to him than life itself. And by blessing... I feel like it means persistence in going toward the things of God, that they're more valuable than the things of this world that you don't have to steal or kill. He said, most of us are persistent in some way. We persistently pursue our career aims. We persistently go to school, struggling through years of education in order to attain professional uh, achievement. Athletes, Spirit, or persistently spend many hours working on their skills in order to achieve their goals. We persistently read book after book on how to, to be better people. We persistently study diet and fitness magazines and books, trying to discover the best way to keep our bodies fit and healthy. We persistently spend many hours at work trying to attain the next promotion or raise or to build a bigger business. If we were if we were self-employed. Tenacity and persistence are sought after and really admired by anyone that, that can go after something with such persistence. But how many of us are persistent in developing our spiritual lives? How many of us have the tenacity to work at developing a strong relationship with God? Do you spend as much time in prayer and study of the Word as you do in working out at the gym? Do you give the Lord as much of your time as you do anything else in your life? Have you reached the point that Jacob did, finding your desire for spiritual blessings to be stronger than any other desire in your life? Of all your goals, which is most important to you and which is the most lasting? I think we have to think about those things. What is the most important thing in our life? What's going to... Um, cause us to grow in the things of God if all we think about is the things of this world. And I just wanted to really encourage you in that tonight to be steadfast and realize that in all that we do, that we have an enemy that wants to kill, to steal, and destroy. And if we will put our energies toward what Garrett has been preaching on keeping our focus on God. And I just, that word just kept, I want them to be persistent, because I have things I want to give to them. I have things I want to say to them. I have things I want them to do. But if we're so caught up in the things of the world, how will we ever achieve those things that he wants of us? And I know most of you, I mean, you're faithful, you've 
been here and you, you serve God and love God, but God has more for you. And I mean, I'm not just talking money and things. I'm talking the value of the kingdom of God that he has work for you to do, that our priority is to serve him, to love him first of all and to know him and to let him work through you all that he wants to do. And I, he doesn't want you struggling. And that's why I said if you can just kind of let down and truly let God work in your life and that you can hear his voice. You know, it, it's kind of funny, but what we were singing up here, I, I just shut my eyes and I said, Lord, like fill me with your spirit. Let what I say bring forth what you want in this place tonight. I give you my heart. I give you my life. All that I am, God, use me. And it might sound funny, but I saw him like with a big hole right in his stomach. And he said, no, you step in me. And I like stepped inside that hole and I turned around and it's like, see with my ears, touch with my hands, hear through me. And it just made it just, you know, I know it's an odd way to see something or to say something, but God sometimes when we say, fill me, which we want always, and it's the right thing, but it's just like he said through that, be in me, in me. Let me fulfill that because you'll see through my eyes. You'll touch through my hands. You can love through my love. And it was just like it was him with me tucked inside wanting to be. And it's for all of us just tucked inside that I could be more like him. And I can be more like him being in him, you know, where we always pray, fill me with your spirit, which is right. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm just saying to be in him is what he wanted me to see through all of that, that he would be my God and I would be in him. When he prayed um, before he went to the cross, you know, that me and Father, me and you and them and me. And I had never felt anything like that before or thought that way, but how that God wants more of him, like when we step in him, we have him all around us. And really to be successful and to be persistent in our faith is to allow him to fulfill all of that. He's got to bring the word to pass. We can't make anything happen. But he said, as I see my father do, that's what I'm going to do. So the way we can see through him is by seeing through his eyes that we know, we know he knew exactly who to pray for. He knew who to cast out devils. He knew where to go and what to do. He knew when to get away in prayer because he was dependent upon his father leading him. And so we have the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and to direct us in all of our ways. And that word, I just pray that you will allow that word 
tomorrow when you get up, be persistent in what you feel God is leading you to do. For me, he, that's the first thing he taught me was how to come against the enemy because we have an enemy, and he doesn't lay down when we do. He doesn't quit. He is persistent in his attacks against us. He wants us to let down and lay down so that he can destroy us, and he looks for those to destroy, and it's usually those that will pull away to their self where they get out from under the covering or whatever of God. And that's where the enemy will attack when they're by themselves and away from the house of God and the people of God because we need each other. In all of our ways, we need each other. I need you. And we are a family. And that's why we're to stick close together and that we stand for each other and pray for one another and love each other. And we be persistent in that. We be persistent in coming to church because it's vital that we do that and be persistent in our faith in God and in knowing him. So just when you think about those things, it's not we have purpose in our life. Jesus had a purpose when he came, and he was persistent in walking in that purpose. He didn't let anything or anybody distract him. And I think the worst thing would be to go through this earth, let everything dis distract us, and die and go to hell. What a waste of time. What a waste of our life to have missed the most important thing in our life, and that's Jesus Christ and knowing him in our lives. It's not, you know, even when I say purpose, it's not just about uh, us and our ministry but it's about our heart with God and walking with him every day and realizing we can do nothing without him. And when we think that way, that's when he can take and speak to our hearts. And that's what I felt when I just stepped inside him and surrounded by him, because that's what I want. And I'm going to be persistent in going after that, knowing God and knowing him and walking with him through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it is us in him. And when I thought about that, because it was like, you know, he was standing here and I stepped in and it's just like I turned around. And it's like, see through my eyes, hear through my ears, touch through my hands. Because it's not my hands, it's Christ. It's not my word, it's his word. And that we would understand that even as simple as he has to speak to me sometimes. Even though I've always, that's exactly what I've wanted, but I think I've kind of thought of it in a wrong way. You know what I'm saying? By that, because we just don't really see ourselves sometimes speaking, him speaking through us. We're just a part of him. And there's one other thing that I felt like that um, he spoke to me tonight. There was like two things. I want him to be persistent in their heart toward me and in their life toward me because in other words he's preparing you you know for the days ahead we're not going to survive if we don't know him and know his word but the other thing was peace part of our armor is walking in peace that he's prepared a way for us to walk that we have the helmet of salvation which is his word 
in our hearts in receiving Christ and the breastplate of righteousness, being in right standing with him. And sometimes we see so many things through the eyes of flesh rather than the eyes of the spirit. And that we gird our loins with truth, with the word of God. And we shot our feet with peace. That the enemy, when you get out of peace in your life, the enemy just has a heyday with you. Because that's out of the will of God. That's out. Right there, you know, when you're out of peace, you're out of the armor. You're out of the protection. Because when you stand in that peace, you have a faith and a strength through Christ that you don't have, which you should have. When you step out of that, that's when all this, the battle starts up here, and he's got you distracted. He's got you out of peace. He's got you over here where now he can take and destroy your life and just have you make all kinds of mistakes through feeling afraid or fear or all those things. Because how many of you know fear is not of God? Do you have to remind yourself of it a lot? I mean, I do, because things hit suddenly, and I don't care. You know, you, you feel like, oh, but then you have to grab hold of yourself, realize what you have in Christ through that peace. But I know that now I feel like that he was saying to me through this season, usually it's through all, all the times, but especially it seems like through Christmas or through these times where there's so much running and doing that we get out of the peace of God and that that's a lot of times when the enemy hits us with sickness he hits us with depression he hits us with oppression he hits us with all those things because we're so looking at other things through buying and doing and running and and not only that it's a time when you've lost someone that you love that it's really hard on us as God's people to realize that those times are difficult for us. And when you sometimes feel like you have to face them alone, and some of you are strong, nothing bothers you a lot. But uh, I don't know exactly what your name is, but, <laughs> but there's just something that we have to, our peace comes from him. He said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but my peace. And his peace is a gift the, the armor is a gift. All the things that he gives us in our life that Christ wants us to be able to walk in that peace, walk in that faith, take his word and use it. He died for all of that for us. And when we're in that armor, we are in him. That is Christ. It's the word. It's all of that, that we walk with that armor. We're walking in him. And when we get out of all those things, we, we don't let the truth guide us or lead us. That's where we get in trouble. So I just feel like that those are two things. It's just simple things that I feel like that God wants to remind you of, to encourage you, and to make sure that you begin to put your faith and your, your um, persistence. Because faith is persistence. It's, it's a determination. It's something that... Uh, our faith will take us through things that other things, you know, the world can't take you through. Because even like that peace, with his peace, it can cause you to walk and breathe. That he's with you. And that, you know, he gives us common sense too. And a lot of people, even with the word, don't use the things he's already given to you through his word which I say is, is common sense 
the word of God through the wisdom of God and the things that he gives to us. So anyway, I just want you to have that tonight, and I want you to take it, and if you'll pray about it, God's going to show you some of the things. Ask him what you can't do everything all at once. We'd like to. We'd like to get everything all at once. But I think with just what Pastor Garrett said, you know, your focus. Where is your focus? Which is so vital. What are you, th- what are you thinking about? Where is your mind taking you? Where, uh, because where the mind goes, the feet follow. So think about those things. And, and the peace of God which passes all understanding, will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. And that's a truth. The peace of God, the Bible says, will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. You lose your peace. You're not very persistent about anything that you should be except where the enemy's trying to lead you. But just let down just a little bit as we go through this Christmas season. And don't forget to love and to be kind and to let the Holy Spirit walk through as Jesus would walk through. Stay in him and you'll make the right decisions. And even if you make a wrong one, he will help you because You're striving to walk with him and do what's right. And he can change your mind about things. He knows how to do it. Sometimes you like the way he does it and sometimes you don't. But he loves you very much and and he's working through the power of the Holy Spirit to get us to where he wants us to be. I believe there's a place in Christ that he's trying to bring us to and part of it is our focus and what goes on in our mind, if we're ever going to see miracles or the things that God wants to do through you with the right understanding. Because I was telling Jody the other day that as I read through the Bible in the New Testament, as Christ walked through this earth, the way that he uh, touched people's lives, there was times he did teaching, um, where he'd go aside and he would teach the people and demonstrate like through the, the, the bread and the fishes and, and all that where all the people could see his power as he taught during that time. And then there was times one-on-one where God just, where he was out walking and, and he heard somebody cry out, you know, to heal him. And he was blind. And the disciples tried to shut him up. And yet Christ heard. And he went back, and he asked him what he wanted. And he said that I might see. And he opened his eyes. And there's times that he healed when the person had done nothing, but it was for the glory of God. So until we can have those kind of ears to, to hear how the Holy Spirit is leading us, that's what I want. I, I want it that way, you know, uh, instead of trying to find some kind of a platform or something to do that, that day by day, as we go out each day giving our lives to Christ and being available for him to use and being available to people, we have a lot within us 
that he's placed in our lives. A lot of love. We understand he heals today. Sometimes people just need a hug. I mean, that's the truth. They just need somebody. Like, that felt good when we hugged tonight. We both said that. But it does. Sometimes you just need a hug. And let's not lose the simplicity of Christ. And when you read in there, look how he walked through the earth. I mean, he even, we were talking about, uh, he came in on a donkey. He, he didn't come in with all the pomp and circumstance and all of that. You know, when, uh, before he went to the cross, they saw him in a very humble place. And that doesn't mean you're not strong, but you just walk with love. And know that you're no better than anybody else or nobody's better than you. But that you love each other. So, I mean, we know Christ was born and this was the season. You understand what I'm saying. But that we honor his birth. And that old little town of Bethlehem meant so much to me this year. I don't know. They had a piece on TV that was talking about how that song came about. And how the love of God and how... His, you know, oh, little town of Bethlehem. You know, all the words that go in it and all the feelings that he had is even famous even till today, that song is. And it just, the, the history of it and the things and the humbleness and the love of Christ. You know, you, we was just thinking, Mary, I didn't, I know she wouldn't choose to be, give birth in a barn. She would rather, you know, be someplace where it's warm and, and all that. And Joseph had to take his wife all the way across miles and her pregnant and everything across, you know, the earth there and the taxes and all the things that were involved in where they had to go and why they had to go. But how that all the things that they did was in obedience to God. So you need just to believe and obey and just worship God. And just let him love you and you him. And let him lead you through this earth. I don't know. Doesn't that sound simple? And so that's the most simple way. And yet being persistent in that love and all that he gives to us. And the importance in obedience just like Joseph and Mary were. They could decide we don't want to have to do it this way. But they did it that way. And there was a miracle within them. And there's a miracle within every one of us if we can just keep our heart lowly and humble ourselves before God and walk through this earth in him and let him do in us and through us what he wants to do. So as you step out this, this year... And the beginning of a new year. One's ending and another year's beginning. And I want to step into the new year the way he would have me step into it. And I just pray for you all. I pray tonight. I don't really, you know, feel to pray one by one on one. But that the peace of God would flow through your lives and that as we end this year that when we 
are ready to step in the next year, our lives will have changed tremendously from what we've just been through to go into the new year fresh and new and wiser than we were in 18 and 19. But when we go into 20, that new things are on the horizon. Are you all ready for change? I am too. And I'm ready for God to do in me through the rest of this year and then start fresh and new next year with my eyes wide open. And I pray I know him more and better than I did today. How about you? Is there anything that God's laid on your heart, Jody Wayne? No? Jody Ellen? No? Okay. Brianna? No? Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Don't even say it. <laughs> but I think just strive and be persistent. Because Paul knew it wasn't easy, and he knows also you're going to have to face different things. But as you do, your faith in God, don't let it down. Be persistent in whatever comes your way. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe in him every step of the way. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I just lift up your people tonight. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, those, those words that you have given to me, Father, that they will go deep in the heart of your people, that they'll be so focused on you and and realize with persistence that they've got to do that to enter and to progress and to grow, as well as to be able to begin to have victory over their thoughts and the, the things that they think about, God, that they will think about what they're thinking about. Father, in the name of Jesus, that our faith grow, that we progress and have success in the things of the Spirit. Because that's where life is, is in you. And I pray tonight for them as they go out that new vision, that you'll give them dreams, that you will speak to them, and that you will even show them things to come. Because your word says that you will, that the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you. Father, help us to be more sensitive Help them to be more sensitive, Lord, to the spirit of the living God. That their life, even from this moment as they get up and leave, will never be the same again. That when they come into the house of God, they'll come in and they'll go out with new heart, new thoughts, and new ways to live closer to you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, for all that you've done, God, all you're doing. And thank you for blessing us, Father, with your Son. Emmanuel, God, with us. Father, let us not forget our purpose is to worship you, to love you, and to let you live, us live in you and you through us. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you. Amen.